This is The Takeaway. I'm John Hockenberry. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. You know, someone did. Diana Nyad on the beach. You might say that the president has ordered the Congress to get into the water or stand on the beach regarding the situation in Syria. It is fitting that our public radio colleague and athlete Diana Nyad, at age 64, by the way, it is fitting that she finished her record-setting swim from Cuba to Florida yesterday. And congrats. We should never, ever give up. She was a little stunned, barely able to walk or talk. She made it to the beach after more than 50 hours. It got me to thinking, is that swim harder or easier than the plunge President Obama has taken here on the question of Syria? Will he get congressional support for some military action or told he can't attack? Will he get some resolution with all kinds of restrictions or an actual declaration of war? That would be a shocker. Would Congress give President Obama the same approval President Johnson got 49 years ago? Congress gave us this authority in August 1964 to do whatever may be necessary. That's pretty far-reaching. That's the sky's the limit. Lyndon Johnson got a blank check in Vietnam with the Gulf of Tonkin resolution, not unlike the open-ended congressional authorization that George W. Bush got in 2003 in Iraq. But getting congressional authorization is different than asking for a declaration of war. It's a constitutional gray area that was recognized even back in 1967 when the war in Vietnam was going badly. The ball game has changed. It's apparently uh, unwise for anyone in the world to declare war. You just go to war, apparently, but you don't say you're at war in a resolution of that type or a declaration by Congress. And this is why, I think, we must now examine the procedures that we use and tighten those procedures and adapt them to the changing circumstance. That's Republican Senator Charles Percy from Obama's state of Illinois back in 1967, a member of the GOP who challenged the U.S. role in Vietnam and the fuzzy congressional authorization for it in language that sounds very relevant today. What is authorization? What is the voice of the people on military action in Syria? What do you think of the ability of Congress to reflect the will of the people on this issue? Anna Marie in Harvard, Illinois, says, I don't know if bombing Syria will help the people there. My heart is heavy thinking of the average family in Syria. Bend, Oregon, Raul writes, For once, the Congress must listen to the voters. Unless the Arab League takes action either on its own or leads the way with the rest of Europe to follow along with America to throw dictators out of the Middle East, the American public does not want to enter another war in the Middle East. All week long, we're looking ahead, gathering consensus in the broadest way possible. How do you think your representatives will vote on this? Let us know. Call us at 877-8-MY-TAKE. Let's hear your authorization, your declaration. So what does the apparent target of this chemical weapons attack think of the president's decision to let Congress decide now on any U.S. intervention? Con Ross is a former British diplomat and the founder of Independent Diplomat, a nonprofit diplomatic advisory group that is currently advising the Syrian National Coalition. Con Ross, welcome back. Thanks for having me. So what do you think the opposition's uh, sense of this is? Uh, Are they relieved that the president is taking an action? Do they feel that it's a a non-decision decision? decision? Uh, Are they going to be sitting around watching C-SPAN for the next week and a half? 
Well, I mean, this is my personal view of their take. Obviously, they have their own views, but I think it's fair to say they are impatient for action. They have been for a very long time. They have sought uh, weapons supplies for the rebels. They have sought more robust military intervention to change the military balance for some time. And obviously, the administration's words about the imminence of a strike have shifted in tone to something more reserved now that the president is seeking congressional approval. But of course, at the same time, the coalition has absolute respect for the democratic process in the in the United States. Do they view this as a more limited action that they would have wanted because Congress is involved? I don't know that that's... We know that yet. Uh, we don't really know the full extent of what the US is planning in terms of military strikes. Personally, I was very interested to see John McCain's remarks. I think it was yesterday after seeing the president where McCain seemed to indicate that the administration was considering broader military strikes than merely hitting CW sites, chemical weapon sites, in some kind of punitive way. And that would make sense. That has the potential to change the military balance, perhaps, if one might put it this way, to bomb the regime to the negotiating table. There is certainly an argument that the president may be looking for some sort of political cover here. But there's also an argument that the president has a reputation for wanting military action with real impact. If you look at the Osama bin Laden raid, uh, you really see that maybe the president is holding out here for an operation that will have some serious impact. And so the McCain view that you've just expressed maybe actually in the cards. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think it's the logical view. People in the administration aren't stupid. They know perfectly well that they want to bring the Syria conflict to an end. I don't think they want to do just do something minimal and tokenistic because that won't be enough. I mean, I think the administration's persistence in trying to end the conflict diplomatically has been pretty clear since John Kerry became Secretary of State. And my hope is that this crisis will actually add to the energy and imp impetus diplomatically to bring the party to, to the table to discuss a transition. So uh, Congress now will be involved in an actual debate. It appears the Russians will be sending representatives to brief members of Congress on their view of the situation, obviously in contrast to that of the Syrian National Coalition. I suppose the option exists for the coalition to hire lobbyists on K Street and do their bit of lobbying on their own. What's going to happen? Well, they don't have their own lobbyists on K Street. Uh, they just have us, and we're non-profit, and we're not really lobbyists, and we're just advisors. Uh, but that case is pretty strong, and the U.S. government has, in a way, kind of made it for them. The Russian case is 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 not strong; doesn't carry any real weight, in my view. Having worked on chemical weapons inspections in Iraq and uh, and knowing about them more broadly. It's completely implausible that the rebels would have, would have done this. There's no evidence that they have the capability to uh, execute a, a sustained attack in multiple places of this kind. The only plausible culprit is the regime. So is the United Nations out of this? Is this U.S. process supplanting the United Nations and the Security Council? No, in a kind of weird way, they're running in parallel because at the moment the U.N. is waiting for the results of the chemical weapons inspections and it's expected that he will report to the Secretary General who will then report to the Security Council, I imagine, in a couple of weeks with some kind of view as to what he has observed in Syria in the last few days. But one oddity of the U.N. process is that it's not expected that he will give a view as to who has used the weapons, merely whether they have been used, which, frankly, I find pretty odd. However, it will be hard to report on whether they have been used without making some kind of indication in the detail of who, have might, who may have used them. 
So what this will mean is that there will be a diplomatic discussion probably in the UN Security Council following that report. And of course, the US will be hoping that that report will be pretty clear and will reaffirm their own view of the situation. But the way you've described it, it's going to be on the sidelines. Things will have happened by then. They're not going to be pointing a finger at where the chemical weapons came from. And the Congress will have already had its vote, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's just a side debate. I think that's right. Um, The UN Security Council will not make a a give a mandate for military action. The Russians have made that emphatically clear that they would block any kind of mandate. I think they would do that even in the face of very clear evidence uh, from Syria, though potentially that could change things. I don't see the Mm. slightest chance that the Russians will allow any kind of military authorization from the Security Council. Finally, uh, you're a diplomat. Uh, You advise the Syrian National Coalition on diplomacy, yet uh, I can't resist to try to draw you out here. Um, The price of doing nothing, the president seems to think that there is a price to the international community of doing nothing in Syria. I suggested that the price has already been paid by the Syrians. 100,000 lives, 2 million refugees, 1,429 people dead from this chemical attack. Uh, Is that too cynical of you? No, I don't think it's cynical at all. I think uh, Syrians on the ground have been crying out for some kind of international action uh, to end the conflict, and that has not been forthcoming in anything like a sufficient way. And I think they would hope, and I would hope, that this crisis will bring much, much greater political and diplomatic attention to bringing the conflict to a close. Assad ousted as a result of this intervention? You don't believe that, do you? Who knows? I mean, military intervention is a very unpredictable predictable thing and I think anybody would be very unwise to claim that they know the certain consequences of any such thing. What I hope however is that he will be forced to consider a democratic transition. On that point notably there is international consensus they have all agreed including the Russians on something called the Geneva Communique which points to a democratic transition. The Assad government has not indicated at all it's ready for such a transition and perhaps military action might force them to change that view. Karen Ross, a former British diplomat, founder of Independent Diplomat, a nonprofit diplomatic advisory group that is currently advising the Syrian National Coalition. Thanks so much. Thank you.